Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Father Daughter First Down. I'm Maya. And I'm Joey. Happy bye week. Almost done with the bye week, but all in all, no loss. So it's, it's that's the good. Yeah, that's the good. They didn't win, they didn't lose. Hopefully, it was a good bye week, but I, I don't think anyone got healthy. I, I just heard the injury report and the same guys are injured. So I don't even know if they're going to play actually, this Actually, the biggest news story is our second round draft pick, Jenkins, has returned to practice. That's big news? It's big news because the Bears made it big news because they drafted an injured player in the second round who also happens to be a left tackle. So I just want to know, what did you do during the bye week, Maya? What did you do on Sunday? This Sunday past was Sunday? actually really rough for me. I was kind of going insane. Like, what do I do? <laughs> like, you know what? No I can't. Re- I'm at the age where now it's like, you know, middle of the week. And I really can't remember what I did on Sunday. All I know is that it was a good break from, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I watched some football, but I didn't watch the bears, which no aggravation, no loss. I, I just can't, did, I just can't, I can't remember what I did. I All did I know watch is that the end relaxing. of the Ravens game, which ended up being a great game at the end, which we will get into at the end of the podcast. But I did catch the second half of that game. And that was a great With the game. Dolphins. That was a Thursday night game. No, no. Okay. You're getting your games confused or maybe right. I am. Anyway, we are going to do as we promised and answer a few of the questions that our awesome listeners who have been super loyal and supportive have sent in. And obviously we really appreciate everyone who has listened and given feedback and sent in questions. Um, we hope that it is as fun for you guys as it has been for us. So the main question that we've actually gotten a lot are our thoughts on the brand new stadium and taking over the Arlington racetrack. I think I'm going to start with this one. At first, I was super upset about it. I was like, there's no way they're going to get the bid. Like the Bears, you know, our home is Soldier Field. And also I I live in the city. So going to a Bears game, you know, as living in the city is super easy. Um very convenient. You just kind of get on the aisle and then walk and it's fun and exciting. And I really, you know, I'm going to miss soldier field, but then right the week after they announced it, I actually attended the bears game the next week and I'm trying to get to my seats and nobody knows anything around the stadium. I had to walk up like all these stairs. It was kind of a pain in the ass, honestly. And I was like, all right, screw this. We need a new stadium. We need a nicer stadium. This is garbage. Whatever renovations that they did was not enough. And it's it's time for a change. Well, I, I agree with you. I, I We need a new stadium. I think it could uh, benefit everybody. I, there is some nostalgia with keeping you know, in the city and the historical landmark of Soldiers Field. It's not a done deal yet, although the Bears have secured the land. Um, I don't know all the details. I have read some uh, interesting articles in Cranes and listened on the radio about how the city may try to save. Uh, There's an aldermatic um, ordinance or or, uh, he, he had issued the idea of the city of Chicago buying the Bears, which honestly would never happen. The, the, the Chicago can't even afford to fix potholes. So I don't know how they're going to afford the Bears. I don't know if 
as long as Virginia McCaskey is alive, whether they'd be willing to sell the bears. So, um, or just even partnering with the city and doing different things so that they can share the risk and the rewards on concert venues and just, just reworking the deal. So it makes sense for the bears going forward to stay there. But all indications are is that it makes a lot of sense for them to move. I had the opportunity of being in Los Angeles um, for the opening game when the Bears played the Rams at SoFi, and that place is spectacular. And, uh, you know, other new stadiums that either we've seen on television or in person, and the Bears as an organization, as a business, would stand to gain a lot if they moved out to Arlington Heights. And I think it would help just logistics wise. I mean, I've gotten tired of when you go to a Bears game, it is an all day event. Um, and you it's, live in the it, suburbs. I know, but a lot of their fan base is in the suburbs. So I, I think Arlington Heights, you look at these other San Francisco's out of San Francisco, um, New England, New England's in Foxborough. So it, it's worked for these other teams. And I think it, it could be the way wave of the future. I agree. Also, you know, a lot of these stadiums that, you know, we were mentioning pretty much all stadiums throughout the country, they have a name or a, a brand or a sponsor attached to them. The city owns Soldier Field. So the Bears could only do so much with the city's budget and with the Bears budget. So it, it will be nice to, you know, hopefully be a competitor of, you know, a SoFi or well, a they Gillette stand to or gain MetLife. If they own their own stadium, they stand to gain Absolutely. a lot more benefits, naming rights, all the things you can do surrounding the stadium with bars and restaurants and just you, you create a mini city out of out of a stadium venue. And that would be the idea. Hopefully. I think a lot can. of people, their favorite part of this new stadium, aside from all the bells and whistles, would be the parking. <laughs> parking yeah. at easy Soldier in, Field easy out is, is a nightmare. Yeah, to say the least. All right. What else? What else has, have our fans reached out to? Uh, I'm going to let you actually on. start on this question. A lot of people want to know how I got into football and how I know, you know, a decent amount. I feel about football. People were shocked that I, you know, can kind of hold a that conversation. You know something. Yes. I know something. Yes. Well, my it started at a very early age. Like I think when you were just a few weeks old, I was taking you to a Northwestern game. Um, as many of our listeners may know, I, I'm a passionate Northwestern alum fan, and I actually was on the team as a walk-on for a couple of years, which I take great pride in, and uh, we go to all the games. So like, the, like we have a love for the Bears, there is a love for the Wildcats. And you were going to both Wildcat and Bears games at a very, very young age. And we never stopped taking you. There was, yeah. there was no stopping. Growing us. up, like it consumed the weekend. Saturdays were for Northwestern football and Evanston, which is, you know, near where we live. And Sundays were for the Bears. And then every other Monday and Thursday night, I mean, it was on TV. Also, when I was a kid, I got in trouble a lot like a lot, a lot. And I think my dad can agree with this. And my main punishment would be no TV for the week. I couldn't watch, you know, Hannah Montana or any of my other Disney shows that I 
loved watching. But if football was on, I was allowed to watch football because it wasn't, you know, something that. Because it had to be on because if it was on, I was watching. Yeah. So yeah, because it to... wasn't one of my, you know, quote unquote shows. Right. So much um, better than Hannah Montana. Yes. Much Even better. a. Although I did like some Hannah Montana episodes. I think I got into really? it a little bit with you, but really? you know, if the, you know, if there was a ball game on, it was usually better oh, yeah. than Hannah no, Montana. Ball game always trumped anything else. I don't know if you remember TV. when you were really little, I used to take you and, and hug you. And then I would, we would, I like throw you on the couch or throw you on the bed while you were in my arms. And I used to always say tackled at the goal line. Tackled that's, at the goal that's line. That's how I learned to walk. I would fall and you would grab me and say, tackle at the gold line. There you go. That's and, good yeah. memory. Good memory. So from an early age until now, you've basically been classically conditioned. So yes. I feel I've done a decent job in the football brainwash department. What else have our fans asked? We, Reach into the bag. Yes, we have, you know, brought this up and said we were going to be discussing it would be, um, who should hopefully replace Matt Nagy? That's Assuming he's said. replaced. We're hoping that that's we're, the case. You had some good ideas. I, I did. Um, I'm going to start with my number one choice, which would be Doug Peterson, the former coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. He is currently unemployed. But, um, you know, but he's, he, he won he, a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl with a quarterback that we actually have on our roster through next season as well so Nick Foles um, he's under contract through next season um Doug Peterson you know publicly announced you know when he was let go by the Eagles that he was taking some time off of coaching and he he clearly wants to in my opinion he clearly wants to get back into coaching a he said it b he did not take a job at one of the networks becoming an anchor or another coaching job. So, you know, to me, he, you know, needed a break and he wants to get back into it. He's had great success in the NFL. And I think there could not be a more perfect person. I, I like that coach. choice for the fact that he is a proven, he is a proven coach and he did create a culture there, got away from him. And that's why he was let go in the end. Um, don't want to get into that too much, but but he's a proven coach. He created a culture. What has not been created with the Bears, with with any of the last several coaches, is there's no culture. When you look at a Mike Tomlin or a Jim Harbaugh, who we're going to be playing against this week at Baltimore, these are culture-creating guys. Now, they were hired. They were assistants. I, I always hesitate hiring an assistant. I, I think the Bears do need a proven commodity, but there are some good candidates out there that are longtime assistants, uh, like an Eric Bieniemy on Kansas City. Um, but I think Peterson Matt Nagy came from Kansas City. So I understand, I, I'm, but I'm he was away from Kansas. You want to stay away from Kansas City, but yeah. so did Doug Peterson. Oh, he did. He did. These guys, these guys, they bounce around to a lot of teams. So if a guy's been in coaching for a long time, chances are, and he hasn't been a head coach, he's been an assistant in many places. Absolutely. So, uh, so we'll see, you know, another uh, name came up and he's come up before uh, with other teams in previous years is coach, coach uh, Fitzgerald. 
with our beloved Northwestern oh, Wildcats, which I think would be, I, I love Fitz. I think he's great for Northwestern. He's okay, passionate. Wait, wait, he wait, 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 back that up for a minute because I attended hundreds, I think of Northwestern football games with you, especially under, you know, Fitz's coaching style. And you had a phrase that you would say, you know, especially when it was on third down, you know, and the, and the cats were not doing well. And you coined the term, what the fits, instead, instead of what the F, I mean, you, you beat fits up for years to me. So yes, I, that is the case. Then, and then, but, and but he's good for the program. The he's, uh, yes, he's good for the program. He's good for the he's school. Good for the program. He's, he's he provides consistency, continuity. He, de- he definitely develops a culture. He's not for the, I'm going to tell you, he is not for the pros, not for the NFL. I I think taking somebody from the college scene to the pros is a total rarely works and mistake. It rarely works. It didn't, it didn't work with the NFL. Yeah. His, his act, he's a rah-rah guy. He's a cheerleader and he's very good at it, but that doesn't work. Look at, look at Urban Meyer. He's not doing so great. I mean, these yeah, guys but he's are with teachers. the Jaguars. He's that's a that's a that's a long term process over in Jacksonville. But Fitz, as much as I love Fitz, stay at Northwestern. I don't see him in the NFL ranks. And please, Bears, don't even think about it. I'm also um, starting to lose confidence in our new defensive coordinator. Our defense hasn't been, you know, looking great. So I'm also wondering, you know, when you bring in a new head coach you kind of in some ways some like sometimes clear house with the rest uh, you know of the what? coaching staff that does happen and that could happen i actually like the way the defense has held itself together through all these performances where our offense has struggled it's very hard to keep the game together and and yes they've had letdowns and they've had bad penalties at times i think overall the defense has has hung in there for the most part i think they've they they're not a top 5 defense but I think they're in the upper 50 percent which is not good enough to win playoff games it's not good enough to win a championship but I think in his first year I think the players um, and this coach are working well together but you're right once the once the head coach falls it it could happen to the rest we need a new offensive coordinator too I will never not refer to Bill Lazor as a stray we took in from uh, Cincinnati, the streets of Cincinnati where they were terrible. So I keep looking at um, Brian DeBall, the Bills offensive coordinator, Sean Kugler, who's the Cardinals offensive coordinator. Um, those guys even bring them in as head coaches and see what happens there. So okay. you need a good offensive scheme. Your offense scores points. Um, also, if that doesn't work, I would honestly be happy with Chris Tabor coaching for the rest of the season if we were to fire Nagy season. Oh, the special teams coach? The special teams coach. Right. I thought he did a really good job when I thought he did COVID. too. So how many, I mean, we've got eight more games left. This is the first 17-game season. Wow. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how we perform off of a bye week. We've got Baltimore, which, which laid an egg in Miami. The Miami defense looked like a playoff defense this week against Lamar Jackson, who's an electric player. Um, we could talk about the game. Let's talk about how many wins are left in the eight games remaining this season. I don't see too many, maybe three either. out of eight. I think that's being optimistic. Yeah. So that's a six win season. Uh, let's you've let's got... focus on Baltimore though. Um, okay. 
I think, I honestly think that we could put up a good fight. I feel like, you know, hopefully our players are well rested and whatever injuries were going on are, you know, getting better, especially the bye week always helps with that. Um, I do think our quarterbacks though, they have similar skill sets. Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields, they're both running quarterbacks. So they both can throw the ball. They both are running quarterbacks. They both can throw the ball. But the only difference is, is that Lamar's been in the game, you know, in the NFL longer. He has more experience. He is more comfortable with his team more so than Justin. And they're better coached. Is. And they're oh, better coached. We and they will probably are big have a... John Harbaugh fans in our house. Jim. Jim. Oh, John. John. No, you're right. Yeah. John. Excuse yeah. me. God, you had me confused for a second. Sorry. Jim, Jim's a little crazy, but. Crazy. Yeah, we love John. Um, he's created, you know, a, a great culture in Baltimore. And, and, you know, that just speaks to his tenure there. But um, I was looking at the Ravens, uh, you know, some of their past games. They lost to the Raiders and the Bengals. And we beat they lost those badly teams. to the Bengals, right? And we yeah. beat the Bengals. The but Bengals are unpredictable. Every week is different. Every week right. is different. That's it's NFL? very young. That's the NFL. But, you know, as of today, Wednesday, um, we still got injuries. Eddie Jackson is not practicing still. Um, oh God! And uh, you know other is injuries. Mac, back? We Mac a, is we not back. He has not practiced. So these are you know is Eddie Jackson? I don't think is is a great player, but he is our starting safety, and he's he's like the highest paid guy on the team, and yeah. he's not practicing. That's not good. So that 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 hurts us, but it also gives the opportunity for other guys to step up and hopefully shine we'll see but what about the rest of the season we got a thanksgiving game coming up can we beat the lions of course of course we can but let's talk about that next week i think we should give our score prediction for the ravens game okay what do you got i have 24 to 7 who wins baltimore wow Wow. Very little confidence. I am going, I, you know, I, I think the bears could win. I want to be positive. I, am, I hope I am, you're right. I am optimistic this week and I'm going to say we're going to score 30 points and it's going to be 30 to 24. If we're scoring bears. 30 points, there's gotta be a pick six in there. For sure. Oh yeah, right. I mean, that will help. <laughs> Pick six or a special teams touchdown, like we had against Pittsburgh. That here's the question. I'm waiting what's for the, Pat O'Donnell to throw a touchdown. Okay, the over. Let's have a little bet, Maya, this week. The Bears had 115 yards and penalties last week. I'm going to put the number at 80. 80 yards. Can what's you're going to take the over or the under? They're going to get more than 80 yards and penalties or less. And what's the bet? I'll go less and what should the bet be? You know what? We're just going to take the over under and see who wins. And you guys email us and comment below on what we should trade for. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Great idea. We're too indecisive. It'll be, be, be very interesting to see what people send in. Yes. So um, I'll take the under. Uh, 80 yards going at 80 yards and penalties for the bears. Well, you took the under, so I'm going to say if they have under 80 yards, 
there's a chance they could win because they almost won and should have won. Right. In Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. But if they would have maybe had 15 yards less, they would have won that game, but they didn't. They had way too many. In fact, 80 is still a lot. God, that's a lot of yards. It's a lot. All right. And with that. We wrapping. We're wrapping. And the count of three. One. One, two, three. three. Bear Bear down. down.